From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. This is episode 100 of Going Solo. As I reflect back on what we've produced on this show over the last two years, all I can say is, wow. Uh, First of all, I want to thank you, our listeners, for taking the time to listen to our show, giving us feedback, and for your support. And for all of our guests, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your experiences, your stories, and your wisdom with our audience. Going solo is a very challenging transition. Our mission is to help high-achieving professionals who are leaving employment and becoming entrepreneurs to do so as successfully as possible. I believe that every individual has gifts, every team has gifts, every organization has gifts, and when you share your gifts, the world prospers. As I said, it can be very challenging to leave employment after many years, particularly if we're talking about maybe 20 years or more. First of all, if you have been pushed out of your job through no fault of your own, which is a quite common situation, it can be quite traumatic. Our self-identity is very connected to our work, so self-identity often takes a beating. In fact, there's a lot of shame associated with job loss. Even when, again, it's not a performance issue, there could be other reasons why jobs end, but there's a lot of shame that's associated with it, and people often don't talk about the details of what actually happened or is going on. You may feel guilty because you suddenly have a loss of income, and you may find yourself wondering whether you can provide for yourself or for any dependents the way you had been, particularly if you'd been working for a long time. And there can be fear about what lies ahead, fear of not being able to replicate the income you've had, fear of a potential change in lifestyle as a result, fear that assets you may have built up over many years get depleted. And, you know, lastly, we talk about job loss using the word loss. And when there's loss, there's actually associated grief. So there is a grieving process that you need to go through in order to address what happened and get beyond that initial feeling of what happens with the job loss. All of this takes time. And we know that when there's an income drop due to loss of employment, if you get another job, your income will go right back up immediately. On day one, you start earning 100% of your salary. And with self-employment, it's not the same situation. It can take quite a bit of time to build up income as a self-employed professional, as a consultant, coach, or, or other kind of entrepreneur. Often it could take you know, a couple years or maybe even more to replicate the level of compensation you've experienced. The good news is there are many strategies and tactics that you can use that will speed up the process accelerate positive results, and minimize mistakes that cost you time and money. We talk about many of these on this show. Strategies such as focus, discipline, and perseverance are really important. I'm reminded of Lorianne Von Speaks in episode four. 
Lorianne had to overcome her fair share of fears when she was laid off at her corporate job when she was over age 60 and living in Los Angeles. It became very clear to me that corporate America certainly didn't want someone that was 60 years old. Lorianne refused to give up, and she is now successfully self-employed. She works with speakers and authors, providing them with her expertise. In Lorianne's case, she was just turning 60 when her boss, who was 75 at the time, and swore that she would never retire. This is her boss. Her boss did retire. Lorianne was forced to start sending out resumes in what she describes as the youth capital of the world. It soon became very clear to her that corporate America did not want someone who was 60 years old. Lorianne still wanted to work, and she needed to, so she decided it was time for her to begin her own company and simply hire herself. Lorianne remembers the first time realizing that she would soon be unemployed, and she described it as feeling like her heart went up into her throat for half a second. She was genuinely scared for a bit, yet not being the type to wallow in it, she refreshed her resume reached out to another writer whom she admired, and set up a lunch to talk. From then on, Lorianne was hired as part of a writing team, but it was only part-time because they couldn't afford her otherwise. Lorianne noticed that a lot of companies only needed writers and speakers for a certain amount of time. And from there, she found her business niche. It's true that Lorianne spent a few months at the beginning sending out resumes while she was also trying to build up business clients. But after three months getting no bites from her resumes, Lorianne realized that that was not going to go anywhere. She doubled down and focused all of her attention on making some form of business work from the need that she saw with temporary work for speakers and authors. Sixteen months into her business, Lorianne was happy to reveal that she was making triple what she had made while she was employed, and she was able to start building a team. She hired a full-time employee along with another handful of employees that she could call on for help part-time. Lorianne's situation is actually more common than many people realize. In a 2019 article, ProPublica reported that a sizable percentage possibly a majority of workers who hold career jobs in their 50s, will get pushed out of those jobs. Let me repeat that. Possibly a majority of workers over the age of 50 with career jobs will get pushed out of those jobs. So it's a lot more common than many people realize. Many high-achieving professionals view a job loss, as painful as it might be, as an opportunity to pursue something that they may only have dreamt about, but had not had the courage to pursue until the circumstances of the job loss created the opening for them to do so. I'm reminded of Laura Rotter in episode 36. I truly do believe that we all on this earth have a mission, and that mission is to find what makes you come alive and then go do it. After 30 years of successfully managing money of institutional investors, including Citicor and Para Advisors, Laura found her definition of abundance shifting. As she reviewed her own financial landscape, Laura realized that abundance wasn't just about accumulating more wealth, but about employing her wealth to do the things that she most valued. Her mindset changed from, I must use my life to make money, 
Two, I can use my money to make a life. Laura now aids her clients in guiding them toward decisions that integrate the attainment of both financial security and life satisfaction, particularly as they near retirement. Laura recognizes that true abundance isn't in how much money one can acquire, but rather it's in the quality of life that one leads, which brings about true abundance and success. Though Laura had an incredibly lucrative career on Wall Street, her values did not align with the Wall Street industry, and ultimately she realized the excess of money was just not worth it. Laura now emphasizes finding true personal happiness and joy in your career. Financial security is clearly important, but an abundant lifestyle comes from within. Both Laura and Lorianne are part of a growing trend, starting new businesses later in one's career. As of 2019, 60% of people with small business startups are over the age of 40, and it's a growing trend. Now, that's not to say that it's easy. There are some major differences between your mindset as an employee and your mindset as an entrepreneur. Particularly as a high-achieving employee, you get well-paid to solve complex problems, and those problems often have little repeatability. As someone who is self-employed or an entrepreneur, you're going to find that solutions that are simple for you to solve will be more profitable. And also, when you find problems that where it's the same problem over and over again, and you are repeatedly applying a very similar kind of solution that is also going to be more profitable. So finding a very narrow audience with a narrow problem that's repeatable can be the most profitable way to get your business off the ground. Also, as an employee, you'll find that if you're wrong more than 10% of the time, you're probably going to hear about it in your performance review. However, entrepreneurship is quite different. It's very much trial and error. And especially as you're trying new things and getting outside your comfort zone, you need to be prepared to be wrong most of the time. Furthermore, as an employee, you need to be good at following somebody else's structure. As an entrepreneur, you're not following anybody else's structure, particularly in the beginning, there is no structure. However, if you wanna be successful, you do need to be structured, you just have to create your own. Lastly, one of the big differences between being an employee and an entrepreneur has to do with the social support. When you're inside an organization, there's built-in social support. You have people you can talk to, and you also have people in other departments that can solve problems but people you can talk to when you have things on your mind, or just in general to chit-chat about personal things. When you're self-employed, particularly if you're going solo, and at the beginning, you spend a lot of time alone, so you don't have that built-in social support, which means that when there's something on your mind that you're worried about, or you find troubling, or perhaps creates some fear, can often get blown out of proportion. And since you don't have that infrastructure, you're also responsible for everything yourself. So you have to employ a lot of new skills or find ways to delegate those skills as quickly as possible. And as an entrepreneur, a lot of your success is going to come from how you manage risk while you're integrating many years of experience and skill development. 
So realizing that you have great value that you can use is really important, but you do need to move outside your comfort zone and take some risks, which reminds me of Kathy Guggenauer in episode 67. A lot of people, I think, when they think about leaving corporate and starting their own business, I hear them talk about starting over. And I just want to really be clear, you're not starting over. You're taking everything you've already learned, all the experience you've already had, and moving it into your next career, whatever that is. Kathy left the rut she experienced in her Fortune 500 corporate job to launch her own marketing consulting business. At first, she wasn't getting much business, but then she realized what she was doing wrong. In episode 67, Kathy describes how she built her virtual assistant business from her tiny house in the middle of a forest. She shares how she learned that when she took bigger risks, she was stretched outside her comfort zone, which was, you know, uncomfortable and created fears. But as a result, she started growing much more quickly. Today in her six-figure business, Kathy teaches professional women how to create their own work-at-home virtual assistant businesses so they can enjoy the freedom, flexibility, and financial security they desire and deserve. In these episodes and many more, we share stories of many highly skilled and highly accomplished professionals who took everything they'd learned and experienced over many years and built their business, doing what they love, what they're competent at doing, serving clients they enjoy working with, and getting paid what they're worth. I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the gems that we have in these first hundred episodes. So to sum up some of the strategies that we have discussed over these first hundred episodes, number one is take care of yourself. You need to be good to yourself first before you can serve anybody else. Do some self-reflection, be clear with yourself on what you want and why, and surround yourself with like-minded people. Get help when and where you need it. Remember, no one generates success alone. We are very often enamored of breakthroughs, but a breakthrough is what other people notice after you have taken many, many hundreds or maybe thousands of tiny steps and pivots. So again, remember that a breakthrough is what other people notice after you've taken many, many steps. So find your community, get help, listen to the hundreds of episodes of great content that we have here on Going Solo and our other show, Smashing the Plateau. And if you have a question or a comment about anything you've heard on Going Solo or on Smashing the Plateau, please get in touch with me. Let me know how we can help. I'm happy to provide content that will help you overcome the challenges you're facing and achieve the kind of success that you desire. On our website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. And lastly, I do ask that you please share this episode as well as others with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.